Hey, Giant fans, welcome to the Giant Insider Podcast. My name is Jerry Foley. I am the senior editor of the Giant Insider newspaper. And with me, as always, is Chris Bizignano, the beat writer for the Giant Insider. And Chris, we have some exciting news, my friend. We have a sponsor for our podcast today. Thanks to the Media Captain, a web development and digital marketing firm, for getting behind this podcast. If your business needs a new website or wants to generate more leads on Google and social media, visit themediacaptain.com. You'll deal, you'll deal directly with Jason Parks, the owner of The Media Captain, who's a diehard Giants fan. Thank God. The Media Captain is based out of Columbus, Ohio, but works with businesses all over the country. Growing up in Columbus, there wasn't much Giant news in the pre-internet days, so Jason's dad, a New York native, used to get Giants Extra and the Giant Insider since the early 90s. So Jason wanted me to relay the message that if you don't go with The Media Captain for your upcoming website or marketing project, you are a buffoon. Make sure to visit www.themediacaptain.com, and we thank Jason for that. So, Chris, um, man, I was so, so depressed yesterday. Um, I knew it was coming. I knew the end of the season was coming. And, you know, you, you go into that game as a Giant fan, and you're thinking, well, I don't really care if we win or lose, right? But it's the Cowboys. And as the game went on and, and as the Giants had a chance to win, hearing all those Dallas fans in that stadium just made me mm-hmm. sick, man, and I don't know. It's 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 uh, it's a, a bad end to a season. I know. I believe there are better days ahead. But, buddy, initial thoughts. Um, you know, coming out of that locker room yesterday. What do you got? Yeah, I was the same way. You know, it's like, ah, who cares? You know, uh, the game means nothing. And then, and then I, when I left my car, Jerry, walking into the stadium, and I saw a ton of Dallas flags all over the parking lot. Yeah. And the jerseys and everything. And then, you know, then we start playing the game and it looks like we're going to win. And it went from like, all right, who cares if we're going to lose, you know, at one o'clock to like dying at four o'clock, like hoping that they, that they would hold on and then hoping that Eli would lead them down for the game winning field goal at the end. Um, yeah, you hate to lose the division team, you know, Cowboys or the Eagles, the Redskins. And, and seeing that park a lot, seeing, hearing the fans, I was down in the corner in the end zone on the last drive and, it felt like, you know, it felt like we were in Dallas, man. You, know, you hear defense chants and the loud roar in the last incompletion. It was, oh, man, just not a good scene, for, uh, my friend. Not a yeah, good scene. yeah, I mean, you know, I, the name I have for those kind of fans is Northeast Fraud. I've, I've used it for a number of years now. And um, I always associate the Dallas fan with the Yankee fan. And I say that as a Giants Yankee fan, but, you know, the 70s fan, the 90s fan, the front runner, uh, you're a Celtics fan as well. You know, you, you like the teams that win the most. And, you know, it's sour grapes. I mean, uh, you know, the Giants aren't good right now. And I, I think my initial thoughts after that game were I'm just, you know, look, we're fans, man. We cover this team, but I'm tired of losing. I'm tired of being a loser. You know, I, I you wear this Giants gear outside. And, you know, even today, you got to run into Eagles and Dallas fans everywhere. And it's like, I'm just, I'm fed up with losing to these teams. And I don't want to go too much into the game itself because I, I just don't care to, to be honest with you, Chris. I, I yeah. you know, we, we know what's wrong with this team, right? It's, it's defense, it's the offensive line. And, you know, the, the fan base is split down the middle on Manning. But, you know, like you said, man, you get into the parking lot and you see all those cowboy flags. It's like, oh, guys, get a life, you losers. You front-running <laughs> losers. Like, you know, you, you choose your football team like a seven-year-old would. I, I just – I. I don't know, man. I, it's just so uh, so sickening to me, but it, and it's it's sour grapes. I admit it. But then you know later on, the Vikings. God forbid they should ever come through. 
Uh, and the, you know, now the Eagles and Cowboys are in the playoffs next weekend. It's like, wow, when, when does this hell end for us? You know, Jerry will end when we start turning things around on our end. Yeah. You know, when we start getting some more players in here and start winning some football games. Because it's not the fans. The fans are not the reason why we've lost four in a row to Dallas. It seems like we haven't beaten Eagles, you know, since Kennedy was in office. I mean, you know, I mean, listen, we got to turn it around by turning this team around. Yeah, it's disgusting to hear so many Cowboy fans. But guess what? You know, if the Giants were playing for a playoff spot or, or they were in the playoffs or this was a big game, Division-wise, then it would have been less Cowboy fans there. People wouldn't have sold their tickets. You know, not, I'm not saying that's right, Jerry. I'm just saying. No, I know. We have to turn. You know, the Giants have to turn this around. Because, like you, my friend, I'm getting sick and tired of losing to the Cowboys and the Eagles. Man, I mean, it's it's pretty embarrassing. You know how this organization continues to lose to these. I'm not obviously Redskins. We always seem to beat them at least once a year. Yeah. I'm talking about the Cowboys. And uh, yeah. yeah, the Cowboys and the Eagles. Yeah, I mean, it's six out of seven years we're not going to make the playoffs. And yeah, misery yeah. loves company. I mean, you had a, a, you know, we gained Twitter followers by the week it seems. And um, you know, I, I just I wish we could talk about a winning team now. Like I'm, I'm just fed yeah. up with talking about losing every week. But hey, listen, let's try and look ahead and, and see um, where we can immediately improve, right? And and I. I feel like tabling the Eli Manning discussion for another day because it is so controversial and so emotional for fans to, to deal with that I just I don't want to get into it today. I mean, everybody knows my thoughts, but, you know, what, what's really wrong with this team, and I don't care, I don't care if you've been watching this team for 60 years or one year, the defense is an absolute disgrace right now, buddy. And I, I know there's guys that are, well, we think guys are trying hard. I, I don't know what – I can't get in Curtis Riley's mind uh, when I saw that play yesterday. But they need, I would say, anywhere from four to even seven new starters on defense next year. Well, they definitely need, they definitely need a back end. There's no question about it. Um, you know, I don't believe Curtis Riley will be back. Oh. Well, I, I spoke to Landon today, Collins. Oh, did you? Um, yeah, I talked to him for like 10 minutes, just me and him today. And he wants to be back in a worse way. And the organization really likes him. Now it's all about business. So you have to hope he comes back. Um, you need a corners. You know, listen, we talked about this before. The back end is hurting. Linebackers are hurting a little bit. You know, you can, you can use some things in the linebackers. And we need a guy to get to the quarterback. One or two guys to get to the quarterback, Jerry. You know, um, the defense – it definitely was the issue in the second half of the season. It yeah. really wasn't the offense. They went yeah. four and four the last eight games. They could have easily, easily went seven and one. Yeah, if you, they you, got you, some stops. You bring up you know? a good point because right away the Giants drive down the field and and Manning throws that interception and and I just it's a, a sickening interception from a thirty seven year old. I'm sorry, guys. I, I sorry to offend anybody out there who wants to stick up for him, but. I don't know what he was doing. I mean, the, the, sa the safety read him. I think it was his first interception of the year. He read him perfectly. But that being said, the, the, the Giants put up a lot of points on offense. So, you know, you're going to have to deal with the, the, the boneheaded or, as you would say, buffoonish Manning interception uh, seemingly every week. But when you put up that many points, about 35 points, you should win the game. And, and as soon as the Giants yep. scored, 
you know, I thought they have no chance of, of holding them. And, and I saw Cole Beasley. I saw it was a catch. It's, it's indisputable. It's a great play. But can't cover the tight end. Uh, some nobody got three touchdowns for the for the Cowboys yesterday. Beasley continues okay. to kill us. The defense is, is terrible. And, and, you know, you talk about it more than I do, that you, you can't let go of everybody because then you have to fill them. And Banks says it all the time. But right. I would think Jenkins comes back and <clears throat> maybe Sam Beal's the other starting corner. But, buddy, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong. We need a, a free safety, another corner, probably two yeah. linebackers, and two D linemen. And when I say D linemen, I mean to, to rotate in and out. So that's six right there. Um, I don't know. Who do, who do you see coming back that's a high salary in, on that defense? Um. <sighs> I don't know. I, I tell you. So t- I go back and forth with this, Jerry. Yeah, I, I, think we, I, think, I think we all do. That's why I'm asking. Yeah. yeah. I, I mean, you know, talking to Olivier today, you could tell he's not too sure if he's coming back. Yeah. Um, Jenkins. A, yeah. And, and Vernon is a huge cap hit next year. Yeah. Yeah. He's, uh, and it's not, you know, it's not that big of a dead money now. You know, it's a lot, but not as big as this year if he would have released him. So yeah. Jenkins is the guy that's a big cap hit too. You know, but what do you do if you get rid of Jenkins? Now you need two corners. Right. You know, you know what, Jerry? I'm going to say this too, you know, and I'm going to put another thing into this draft. The Giants are sixth in draft, in a six, you know, a sixth pick of the draft. And would it be a, would it be a reach if a corner went number one with the Giants too? No, it wouldn't. I'm sorry. I know they need defensive line. They need a right side of the offensive line and all that. But you know what, Jerry? This is a passing league. And I remember last year when the Browns took Denzel Ward fourth, everybody was like, what are you guys doing taking him fourth? And yeah. he turned into a shutdown corner before he got hurt. Now everybody's like, wow, that was a great pick. So don't rule it out, Jerry. All I'm saying is don't rule it out that a corner goes to the – you know, the Giants use that number one on a corner because they – you know, if they release Jenkins, you have nobody yet. Right now, you know, I know Beal's in there, but we don't know what Beal is, Jerry. We don't know. I know. So, and I'm you're assuming. I think I'm assuming a lot. And I think fans are assuming a lot when you say that, when we say that that Sam Beal is going to be the other corner because, I mean, it could be Grant Haley, it could be a guy that's not on the roster right now, and and they're going to have money to spend in free agency. I haven't gone through free agents since he was available yet. Yeah, but we'll get to that. Yeah, yeah there's going to be free agents available and 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 uh, you know corner uh, safety pass rush, but it's interesting because. This is a very deep pass rush uh, draft to draft for for edge rushers. So you have to wonder, will the Giants wait to take an edge rusher because it's so deep? Or will they? I mean, Kettleman's a a, a true to his board kind of guy, and he wants to build through the trenches. But I I like to, you know, Giants picking six. So right away in my head, I have six guys in mind that if they take any one of them, I'll be happy. And it's like Ed Oliver. uh, It's Bosa. It's uh, Josh Allen, the end from Kentucky. The two kids from from Bama, one side or the other, the the Williams, the right tackle, Clemson, the defensive tackle, Clemson. the Clemson edge rusher, right, and then and then Dwayne Haskins, who's the wild card in all this, and who's going to probably ride. And a kid from Boston College too, right? Yeah. Zach, Zach Allen, right? So so right away you think, God, if the Giants end up with one of those eight guys, I'd be pretty happy. So you know, I'm I'm tired of looking forward to the draft every year, but you know, when you're picking sixth and you're picking with and, and Gettleman's making the the pick, I feel a little better about it. Yeah, so do I. You know, I, I you you just know it's coming. Obviously, they're gonna come back with Eli, so I, I think we should start throwing that scenario out. You know, unless something drastic happens in the next few months, uh, which I don't expect. I expect Eli. So let's talk about the trenches. That's what Gettleman likes. Yeah. And that's I fully expect to see in April 
you know, we're going to have a sixth pick in the draft and we should get a real, real solid kid up front, either offensive or defensive line. And like I said, Jerry, it's not, it's, it's not a far reach to say he'll go corner too. You know, there's a couple of real good corners coming out, you know, so, uh, you know, the, so cornerbacks in play too. I know the trenches and all that, but man, you need corners in this league to, to succeed. I think you've seen that the last few weeks, right? Well, you, you need corners, especially with our pass rush. Yeah. You know, so <laughs> it's like, listen, Jerry, how do you make up for deficiencies in the back end? You got pass rushes, right? That's how you make up for it, right? So if you don't have pass rushes, you got to have guys to recover. It's tough, man. I don't know. It's tough. The Giants, but you know what? The more I've been thinking about it, the last 24 hours, but since I left that stadium last yesterday afternoon, all all that's been in my head, Jerry. I don't know about you. Has been defense, defense, oh, it's, defense. It's one thousand percent, man. After luck beat him, after Dak. Two for 380 yards, whatever it was, with Amari Cooper not even being effective in the game. Are you kidding me? Yeah. Are you kidding? We just don't have the talent, my, uh, Jerry. We just don't have the talent in the back end, and that's going to have to be upgraded. And, and that's why I don't understand why everyone is all over Shermer and Betcher. Like, I get there are things Shermer does that annoy me, like passing four times when you get to the 49-yard line and Barkley's on your team. It's like, Pat, come on, did you forget that Saquon plays for the team? So things like that annoy me. But when I look at the roster, I look at this defense, it's garbage. It's The talent's not there. You overturn too many guys. I mean, you look at corner and you have Jenkins and B.W. Webb. B.W. Webb does not belong on the roster. And, and I think for a while he was a nice story. He was holding his own, but he was exposed the last five, six, seven games yep. horribly. Yep. In the back, and then at safety, you have Collins, who should come back because, like we keep saying, you can't get rid of everyone. And if you have issues with Collins and coverage, well, watch the Tennessee game again and see how bad we are at tackling. So Collins comes back. You have to. I mean, Riley should have been taken off the team. I, you know, yesterday. I, I I'm not overstating it. I never saw anything like that. I tweeted that he makes CC Brown look like Emlyn Tunnell. I, I, Curtis Riley is maybe the worst free safety I've ever seen in my life. And not tackling the guy, I mean, come on. That's just, that's not even making an attempt is ridiculous. He takes bad angles, but he put, that was his own category yesterday. And then you have at linebacker, you have Ogletree, you have Goodson, you have Martin, and you have Vernon uh, for the most part. That's, those are the four guys. And, and Ogletree is a high cap number, but he came on late. Um, yeah, and interrupt me when you want, Chris. I'm sorry to, to yeah, ramble yeah, on. No, no, like, okay. You know, B.J. Goodson, he's a nice player, but is he someone you want back? I don't know. I mean, can you can upgrade that. Kareem Martin came on later, but you know, it was disappointing for most of the year. And Olivier Vernon, you know, three sacks in a game that doesn't matter. Now, a lot of that was because of an injury, but, you know, I mean, he's too expensive. So that's another guy yeah. you're probably going to have to replace. And then you go along the line, you have some nice players. B.J. Hill's a rookie. you got to give him time. He's He's got a lot of talent and a lot of upside. But Davin Tomlinson got pushed around way too much. I mean, yeah, replacing Snacks Harrison with him was a downgrade. And Josh Morrow, he's okay. Um, and Kerry yeah, Wynn's yeah. a nice player, but he's more of a, a platoon reserve guy for me. So mm-hmm. right there, again, it's six guys. And, and I, 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 it's, man, Chris, I used to, and I say this, and I know I'm going to be, I might get the buffoon of the week for this. But I I used to complain about OCU Manura because I thought to myself, he doesn't play the run very well. Oh, God. We're we're begged to have him right now. (laughs) I would do almost anything to get an OCU Manura type player. You had Yuminura, Tuck, Strahan, Kiwanuka. I used to complain about Kiwanuka. Like, 
Oh my God. We don't have anything close to that right now on this defense. No, no, we don't. No, we don't. So you hope the draft does bring somebody like that in, you know, um, cause it's tough to win this league. If you're not getting to the quarterback. And like you said, Jerry, a lot of, you know, there's a lot of things I wasn't happy with, with coach Betcher this year. And a lot of it is just that they're just not good, Jerry. You know, yep. um, they're just not good. They're just not talented enough. You know, uh, offense scored a lot in the second half of the season, and they still were four and four because the defense just couldn't get stops. So I'm I'm starting to get obsessed. You know, I want the offensive lineup great a little bit. I understand that, but I'm starting to get obsessed with this defense. Like we need some defense. Well, the, the last podcast you had him taking the uh, the Alabama kid, and you're like, it's gonna be a right tackle. Then I know, and I do the same thing. I go back and forth. And you watch the game yesterday, and you're like, yeah. man, six of those. However many picks we have better be defense, and they better be starters next year. Yeah, uh, I, I tell you, Jerry, man, it, you're right. You're right. I went from it has to be a tackle, it has to be a guard or a tackle. Now it's like now I'm like, oh man, we need a defensive lineman. Oh, right, you know what? Even if they drafted the corner, okay, I'm good with that. That's because we we can't cover anybody. And that's how know? and so. that's how desperate we are, right? Like that's how desperate. Like I'm desperate for any upgrade anywhere along the defense, and I'll be happy and. You know, we can't close anyone out. Like, if, if Eli doesn't have the ball in his hand, if the offense doesn't have the ball, no. um, you know, at the, the last possession, we have no shot at winning because the defense can't hold anybody. Now, they did it against the Bears, but it was against a backup quarterback. And then you start looking. The Giants were in every game, almost, right? I, but, I Jerry, would... Jerry, Jerry, even against the Bears, we gave up a 10-point lead in the last minute and a half. Oh, I, I know. I, I'm saying th- that's a game Unbelievable. we actually yeah, yeah, closed no, out no, on defense. Yeah. But it was only because yeah. they had a backup in. If Trubisky's right. in, they win that right. game. Right, but right. my point is, we're in almost every game, other than maybe the first Dallas game and the, and the first Eagle game. Um, but we're in every game, but we can't close anything out. And I just, I just want that pass rusher that can get to the quarterback and have a big sack. Yes. I mean, again, yes. I just, I look at this team and it's, it's so talent, so devoid of talent on defense. And that's why, like you said, man, Betcher annoyed me, especially with not blitzing. But man, he's got nothing to work with, nothing. No, not much. I bet you was more aggressive towards the end of the year. Um, yeah. But he's just not, you know, listen, when you, you know, and all fans to bet you, when you don't have anybody to cover in the back end, it's tough to send five, six guys. You know, it really is. You can't go zero blitz any time because, because you, your corners and slot guys can't cover, you yeah. know. Uh, listen, it, they need a lot of talent on defense, Jerry. And if they don't get it next year, you know, they're, they're going to be, it's going to be another 5-11 and 11 season, you know, um, because – Everybody wants to point at Eli. I understand that. He plays like a bonehead at times. I understand that. And the offensive line, I understand all that. But, folks, you look at the second half of the season, the reason why they, you know, they lost four games in the second half of the season is because of the defense. Yeah. Yeah, and on and, and offense, right? So let's let's go to the offensive side because there will be, there'll be upgrades there as well. They'll be upgraded at uh, definitely right tackle. Um, you made a good point about Jalapio or Jalapio at, at center. Um, and, and I even like Spencer Pulley, right? Like if he comes back, you're not going to be disappointed. Mm-hmm. It's will they sign him on Brown? Uh, that remains to be seen. I, he was a, he's a nice upgrade from John Jerry, but, yeah. uh, and, and, and Omame, but again, it, it, is it an upgrade? Like, is he, is he really a bona fide starter or were the other guys so bad that Yaman Brown looks like Jerry Kramer or, or, uh, Benson, Ard, Oates, Godfrey, <laughs> Chris Godfrey. I was have to, mm. do it, have to do it in order to figure out who the right ta- the right tackle was on that team, or the right uh, the right guard rather. Yeah, um, Godfrey. Yeah. And you know, I just I don't know, man. Um, the offense, 
there'll be some upgrades. I, I struggle with a guy like Sterling Shepard, right? Because mm-hmm. I love his attitude. Um, he's got a like the underdog kind of mentality, willing to block, get his nose dirty. But I don't know, man. Um, I just feel like more production can come from, from the, that spot. Now, I, again, I like him, but he's someone, he's another guy. He'll be back next year, but mm-hmm. do you extend him? Um, he's going to have to produce more yardage. He's going to have to have better numbers, and I think that would help with a player like Odell, whether it's Odell or someone else coming back. But hey, it's, that's, that's where I, st- I go back and forth with guys like Sterling Shepard, Chris. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets and so much more download the app in virginia today and get 150 dollars in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at betmgm betmgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly see betmgm.com for terms 21 plus only virginia only new customer offer subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days please gamble responsibly gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER promotional offer not available in washington dc yeah uh, you know chef's not a number one receiver right you know uh, every time odell's been out like last season this season chef's been pretty decent but he's not a number one he's a good number two and he listen the drops is his issue jerry yeah you know he just has way too many drops yeah um uh, you know, he has decent numbers. What do you have? He wound up with like 70 catches, I think, this year, right? 65. Yeah. Too many drops. He's a good number two, Jerry. I don't know about extending work. You know, I worry about that down the road. I, you know, it's tough to pay two receivers. You right. know, uh, Odell's making a lot of money and how much I'm sure there'll be a certain number of Giants that want to go to a Shepherd and he'll probably move on because he'll probably get more somewhere else. Yeah. You know, um, I, I tell you what, a healthy Cody Latimer, I like him as a number three. Yeah, I really do, and he's a big kid. Yeah, a couple, couple ridiculous catches yesterday. Yeah, I mean, he—I never seen that before in Cody's game. Uh, he was unbelievable yesterday. Yeah, and, you know. Um, but as far as you know, and, and Jamon Brown, listen—he's a nice player. He's just big, strong. How me and Hal Peel will talk about him today. As a matter of fact, you know, he's a—he's probably one of the strongest guys in the team, from what I was told by Hal Peel. Um, nice player. He's a nice player. Yeah. I think they'll look to upgrade over that, but. I won't be upset, Jerry, if they don't, right? And he's a starter for yeah. 2019. Oh no, I I think it's a it's a tough decision. It's not it's not that easy of a decision, right? Because if you have a if you have a right guard in free agency that you're eyeing and say, well, he can be an upgrade. But I yeah, I'm I'm not gonna be disappointed with Brown. I just it's a it's a yeah, tough position yeah. to be in if you're Gettleman, uh, yeah. because you need help in a lot of areas. And are you gonna commit to Brown and say, all right, this is my right guard. Now I got to find a right tackle. And and Chad Wheeler's good. Yeah, he's a, he's a, Good he's a, he's a nice backup, right? But he's, yeah, he's nice not not a starter, right? And no. you know no. the, the the left side is solidified. And and watching and by the way, watching Will Hernandez fight yesterday, like that that just if you're a Giants fan, you gotta love that man. Like there's a guy I, just I, with an attitude. Yeah, I I thought I was gonna see more of that from Big Will this year. You know, I was like that was really the first like one he really like squared over somebody and shoving back and forth, yeah. right? Yep. I expected to see a lot more of that this year. He's a nasty guy, you know. I was happy to see that at the end of the year. 
you know, he's such a nice kid, man. He just want he's a good, he's nasty on the field. He's a good kid off the field. Yeah. He, he's a type of kid, he admit he had to get his feet wet, know this league. Yeah. Adjust. Look for that more next season, Jerry, because he's yeah. very, com- I was just talking to Hernandez about this. He's very comfortable now in the NFL game. Yeah. And everything, his assignments, schemes, and all that. So when you get comfortable, Jerry, and everything slows down, your natural self comes out, comes out. The confidence comes out a little bit more. Game sixteen, he's slugging it away. <laughs> he's pushing and shoving, looking at somebody knock. Some, I forget who it was. Look, looking to knock somebody's head off, right? Which everybody loved. Look for that more next year. Yeah, yeah and yeah. and he did it against Dallas too. So that yeah, you know, he's gonna yeah. if he keeps up that type of attitude. I'm not saying being irresponsible and fighting with everyone, but you know, if he keeps up that kind of attitude, no, he's gonna he's gonna endear but, himself to Giant fans everywhere. They're no. gonna love this kid. Yeah, no, Jerry, you want your guards and t- you want guys to play with chips on their shoulders. Absolutely. No question about it. 100% right. Hey, Halapio, Jerry, Halapio brought up a good – I was talking to John today about – of his health. You know, he's going down to Tampa in the offseason. He's going to rehab. He's, he says he'll be fine for OTAs. He's coming back stronger than ever. Good. But he brought up a good – I asked him, what was the biggest difference in the second half of the season? And you know what he said, Jerry, that I'm, not many people said. He says, you know what? Everybody looked at themselves in the mirror and said, hey – 3-13 last year, lose 1-7 this year. We're sick of this crap. Good for – that's awesome, man. That's great yep. to hear that. We're sick of this crap losing. That's exactly what he told me. And he says everybody – Chris, I got to be honest with you, Chris. That sounds like something you would say. <laughs> yeah, well – yeah, right. <laughs> but that, I, I'm not making it up. That's exactly what Al <laughs> oh, No, I know. But I can you hear know? people saying, ah, this is fake news. I can see Chris making this up. Well, no, that's no. awesome, man. That's great. Yeah, it's funny because I said to him, I said, well, good for you, man, because you know what? Yeah. People – everybody's sick of this crap, losing to the Cowboys. He goes, that's – he goes, everybody just did a little bit more, a little more studying. Everybody got fed up with losing. And we came out and we could have, you know, a couple of plays here and there. We could have been like five and three or six and two in the second half. And he's right. Yeah. And he's right. So that's a good sign is what I'm saying. You got guys in our locker room are getting fed up with this crap. And, it, and they're doing a little bit extra. Now, of course, you always need more talent, Jerry. Yeah. And hopefully that comes down the well, pipe. Well, one of the guys that, that, that kind of fits that mold, I think, even though he's a quiet kid, is Evan Ingram. And I, and in yeah. the post-game interview yesterday with Dettino, he, he almost looked like he was going to cry. Like he was just... Yeah, almost like kid. sick of it and and just and he, he sent out a great tweet saying something to the effect of you know we'll turn this around it's going to be a great ride yeah. but i promise we'll yes. turn this around and hey he, he's he's showing he's being able to show his ability lately yeah. and yeah. man you just dream of this kid staying healthy yeah, and I mean, what he what he can do next year yeah I mean, what did i tell you beginning of the year yeah. when he got hurt and people were down what did i tell you if you remember i'm sure you don't remember but i was like listen i was trying to tell everybody our followers everybody listening you know, hey, this kid cares. Do you remember when I said that? Yep. I said, this kid works. This kid cares. I know the difference, man. I After the game last night, I put my arm around Evan. I said, remember when we talked about early in the year about turning this crap around? You were down on yourself. You were down on the drops. You that People were down on you. You had a long face on. I said, remember what we said about hard work, man? He goes, man, at times I didn't think this thing was going to turn around, but I'm so glad I kept working. That's the type of kid he is. Yeah. That's the type of kid Evan is. He's got now it's up to Eli schemes, the coaching staff to continue to get this kid the ball when Odell's back. Yeah. I know there's only one ball to go around. I understand that. Okay. But you see the way Sherman was getting him the ball a lot in the second half. Yeah. A lot of bootlegs with Eli, getting him in space on the bootlegs, right? A lot of misdirection with Eli, getting him out of the pocket. Okay. 
a couple of end rounds, a game against the Colts. Okay, because you throw a little dink and dunk to Evan in space, it could turn into a 20-yard game easier, as you have seen the last few weeks. Okay, so the point being, Jerry, is that when Odell comes back next season, Eli can't be focused on targeting Odell 13 times. There's yeah, other playmakers yeah. out there. And, Odell's and, and dynamic. I, my message yeah. to Odell would be, you're, you're not open every play, and there are other people. I mean, I'm just saying, there are other people on this team. I think yesterday... You know, you, you don't want to overstate things and, and say, well, this is the pivotal moment. But it's very hard to look at that sideline and not think that this is heading towards Saquon Barkley's team. I mean, first off, uh, what did he jump? 30 feet in the air to score. And he's rallying the troops on the sideline. It's like, wow, this 2,000 yards. This kid is everything you want from a person, player, franchise. Everything. He's got. There's no nickname for me. I just. I'm gonna start calling Everything. him the franchise because he is the franchise right he now. He is the franchise. Kid is ridiculous, and if you can have a kid like Ingram and Barkley, and who are good kids and work hard, um, you know, the, the sky's the limit as long as they can protect Manning. And like you said, when Odell comes back, there's more than one ball that goes around, and and, and this is could be a, a very talented offense. Because I, I wanted to get your, your thoughts on another player, because I don't know what. I would do with him. Um, Corey Coleman. Do you think the Giants mm-hmm. try to, to get him back next year? Or do you think they think? No. No. no, I don't think so, Jerry. Okay. No, I don't think he'll be back. Because yeah, he, he flashed a bit, but you, yeah, thought, but he he had, done, you thought he would have done more with, with Odell out. He has a, a difficult time picking up the playbook. Okay. That's all right. That's why we, that's why it's a giant insider, right? <laughs> yeah, right, 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 right. Yeah, nice. Um, Corey's a good kid. I actually got to know him. Not a bad kid, Um, but it has problems picking up the playbook yeah. um as um you know he did a nice job so he was actually in a walking boot tip by the way so he got he got he got hurt more than, than we thought yesterday but um he you know he returned kickoffs did a nice job you know but no i don't expect Corey call i could be wrong in that jerry it's not 100 percent. it's not like i heard something i'm telling you i'm just saying that yeah he has a little difficult time picking up the playbook that was the main reason why new england um his short stay in new england because their, their playbook and working with Brady is very complex. Um, and I don't expect them back. No, I don't. Um, you sent out a tweet yesterday that uh, got people, the, the anti-Eli guys, excited, and then mm-hmm. nothing happened. Kyle Aletta mm-hmm. was warming up on the sideline. Were you expecting him to go in the game yesterday at any point? Well, he, yeah. He, when I saw him warming up, he was warming up in England on the sideline. And I said, well, you know what? Eli still had his helmet on. So I said, all right, I'm curious if he's getting the arm loose to start the second half. I thought maybe that was a possibility last game of the year. And obviously that wasn't the possibility, but I did see him warming up a letter. And I thought maybe, yeah, maybe he might come in uh, either that next series or the second half. But no, no, I was wrong. He was just obviously just throwing on the sideline. But when you see a quarterback like that on the sideline throwing, usually that means something, you know, and that's why I put that out there. And uh, did you read into anything – uh, did you read into the fact that Eli took a picture with his daughters with their jerseys on, or was that just they were off and, uh, you know, just something he did at the end of the no. season? Yeah, well, Eli's done that before, yeah. and that was going around that, oh, look at this, Eli's taking a picture, he must know something, okay? But as we were looking at that... Or, yeah, really, or, or he's just a good dad and had his kids at the game. Right, <laughs> right. Because, you know what was an interesting point? Right at that time, I think believe me and you were talking about it, Jerry, I was throwing around it was going around Twitter and everything. Paul Dottino, who covers the Giants, as we all know, I was talking with Dottino, and Dottino says there's nothing to it. And now if Archie and his mom were here, that would be a different story, you know? 
and obviously he wasn't. So now that's something Eli has done in the past, and he made a joke of it when somebody asked him about it, you know, saying good wife, you know, and all that, good life and all that. Um, so no, I, I, it made you think at first, Jerry, but then you realize, no, no it's, there was nothing to it. All right, buddy. I mean, what a, uh, what a, what a downer of a season this was. And I, I, my expectations early on were this would be a, an eight and eight team. Uh, if things went the right way, uh, you know, maybe nine and seven, 10 and six, I did not think there would be five and 11. I, I assumed that the, the right side of that line was, uh, was a little better <laughs> or a lot better. Uh, right. when the, then when it started out and all right, everyone. So we're going to name our buffoons of the week, but before we do that, um, I have to thank our, our sponsor cause we actually have a sponsor now. And thanks again to the media captain for sponsoring this podcast. If your business needs a new website or wants to get more leads from Google or Facebook, visit the mediacaptain.com. Uh, the second giants game, Jason, the owner of media captain attended was in 97 in Detroit when Danny Cannell, Oh my God. Connected with Chris Calloway in overtime on a 67 yard touchdown to this date, this game goes down as one of his favorite underrated giant wins. Again, if you work with the media captain, you'll deal directly with Jason. He will not only help your business build a stunning website and increase its online presence, he'll partake in some great Giants conversations with you, which is, you know, what more of the what the world needs more of, actually. So visit www.themediacaptain.com for a free consultation. So, buffoons of the week. My God. Uh, there's no shortage of them. I'm going to go yeah. first, Chris, because uh, I think everybody I, – look, I know my place here, buddy. I think everybody waits for your buffoon of the week. I think this is the highlight of people's <laughs> weeks. That, along with the Twitter questions, are what kind of keep this podcast going. And, and, again, everybody, we will keep doing this twice a week as long as there is content. Uh, if there's not, if Chris and I feel like we're just having a conversation with each other, we will probably do this once a week on Wednesday nights instead of Monday and Thursday. But – we're going to keep doing this until, uh, I mean, even if it's just a vent next weekend about the, the Cowboys and, and, uh, and Philadelphia game, um, we'll continue to do this twice a week. But my buffoon of the week, and, and Chris, I apologize. I know we have an unwritten rule to never give this to a player. But I, listen, man, <laughs> wearing the giant uniform is a privilege, okay? And right. unfortunately, uh, Curtis Riley, I think, took a crap on it yesterday with his effort. And, and it's one thing to just be bad at geometry and take horrible angles all season long. Uh, but that was atrocious yesterday. I've never seen anything like it. I, I, you know, I shouldn't say I've never seen anything like it. I saw a lot of that in the Ram game last year where I felt like guys gave up on this defense and thank God one of those players is in new Orleans now, but man, <laughs> one of them still here. Yeah, I know. But, but Rabbit, he did that stunt last year too. Go ahead. But this was, uh, Chris, I, I never, this was disgusting. And I think it's, it's easier to call out because of the struggles that he had this year. And, and a lot of people were say, asking on Twitter, why did it take 15 and a half games for Curtis Riley to uh, be benched? And it was benched for a while. I think he was back in at the end of that game. But, man, that deserves, I, I, I'm, I'm trying to picture like a, a military type of atmosphere where you rip the, the badge off the guy. Like, you, you're just, you're so... <laughs> don't deserve to be on the team anymore that they just, it's like almost like Curtis, leave your uniform in the locker room and please leave the facility. Never come back, go down the Jersey turnpike to whatever exit you want and get the hell out of here. So unfortunately, Chris, I know we were, we, we don't give that to players normally, <laughs> but after yesterday, Curtis Riley, congratulations. You are my Jerry Foley's buffoon of the week. 
you know, it's funny because I put that tweet out there, like, basically, what are you doing, you know? Um, and Bob Papa inboxed it, and he actually should have heard my call on that. If anybody who's listening actually has that somewhere, because I didn't hear it, right, Jerry? You didn't hear Papa's call on that, right? Right. right. If anybody has that, please forward it to us on Twitter, <laughs> because <laughs> I love to hear what Papa said. Um, because well, 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 Banks was on uh, on on a, a radio show today. My uh, buddy Matt told me, and he said that uh, he was saying get him off. That, that Shermer grabbed Riley and like get him off the field. Like doesn't does shouldn't be on the field. So right, right, they must right. have been losing their minds. And I, I it just real quick side note: it's hilarious that Bob Papa is like subtweeting us. I just I still can't get over that. Like it's a it's a credit to you, Chris. And I'm not oh, kidding. Stop but, it. No, but like. This Bob Papa, Carl Banks, these guys are like reaching out to us because of the tweets nah, that we're putting out there that you're putting out there. So anyway, go ahead. No, nah, no, stop. But, but yeah, they're just good dudes, man. That's all. You know, it's, I'm happy they like uh, you know some of our stuff, and you know we like them and all that. But that's but besides that, buffoon of the week. I tell you, I'm gonna go away. That's a great buffoon of the week because I might have given Curtis Riley that one too for that high school attempt tackle. Uh, but I'm going to go outside the Giants organization, Jerry, and I'm going to give it to Cincinnati Bagels owner Mike Brown. <laughs> and you're going to be like, okay, Chris, what are you doing that for? I'll tell you why I'm doing it. Because he had a head coach in Marvin Lewis for 16 years who didn't win one playoff game. Could you imagine if we did that? The Giants fired coaches – you know, I, I, I'm sorry. The Jets fire coaches. Most of these look at look at Arizona. They fired a coach after one year. Yeah, like Mike Brown makes John Mara look like George Steinbrenner. Right. I mean, John Mara is like Jerry Jones compared to right. To, to, uh, right. Um, he, he, sixteen years it took to finally part ways with Marvin Lewis, a man who did not win one playoff game. So Mike Brown. It took 16 years before you finally realized maybe I should change coaches. Right. You are my buffoon of the week. That's a good one, man. And and uh, I, I just I want to give I want to give a a, a sub buffoon like a buffoon one a. It's to coach okay. to coach Diaz who was going to coach Temple. Um, my wife's cousin. Look, and this is a little personal. My wife's cousin Zach Mesde uh, goes to Temple. He's the the pretty much the left defensive end for most plays. Uh, walk on, earned everything he's ever had in his life, and now he has a scholarship next year. He's lost. This will be his fourth coach since he's been there. Coach Diaz committed to Temple, then he backed out and went to uh, Miami to, to be the head coach of Miami. And I know, you know, look, Miami's probably more prestigious than Temple. I get it. But these are kids' lives that you're messing with. And when I hear the next guy say, well, that kid has to play in the bowl game because he's, do he's screwing his school, give me a break. The, I, look, I don't want to go off too long, but – Coach Diaz, you are my uh, dirtbag of the week for the for what you pulled, and I, I, I'm not going to give out two awards weekly, but that had to be mentioned. I mean, what a what a jerk doing what he did, and and again, it's a little more personal, but these guys, man, it's uh, they crack me up, and they ask for all this loyalty, and then they pull a move like that. But anyway, buddy, uh, any closing thoughts? Uh, we'll, we'll have another we'll have another podcast. Uh, Thursday, I guess we'll do. But... Yeah, we'll we'll get to you know uh, what Wednesday is Gettleman's 
wrap up press conference so yeah. we could talk about that thursday yeah and, and you can name drop uh, more um, buddy you can uh, tell me who you're talking to maybe you'll talk to john mara wednesday who knows i mean <laughs> you know, you're talking to jalapia know. you're talking to banksy and they're gonna you know, got like uh, hockey names for these guys banksy jalapio <laughs> yeah no um, you know, um so so yeah so listen gentlemen's wrap it up that ought, that ought to be interesting um and I guess we'll get into the playoffs a little bit, my friend. What a weekend. The yeah, Eagles we'll, are ready yeah, to go. We'll, we'll do. Malcolm Jenkins, Malcolm Jenkins says, look out. Here they come. So well, we'll oh see what God. happens. I'm sick over it. Well, we'll do it. Well, I guess we'll go over to playoffs to see who we like. And uh, the Cowboys and Eagles are both suiting up for a weekend. But it's going to be a real good, interesting. It's going to be a real good weekend, playoff weekend. Yeah, what do so, you think? So uh, we'll, we'll <laughs> drop the next one. <laughs> great. We'll drop the next one Thursday night like we normally do once Chris is done line dancing. And because uh, I don't think we'll do it beforehand, oh, yeah. so uh, here we go. Uh, 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 folks, before we go any further, Jerry likes to be a wise guy with the line dancing, but Mrs. Twelfth also wants to go line dancing, but her husband is just too insecure to do it. Okay, a, let's move on. Let's move on. A, more of a karaoke guy myself, Chris, than a, than a line dancing guy. You're a karaoke guy. Yes, I can sing almost anything. You can sing almost anything. I have a lovely singing voice. It was from my days at St. Joachim's Choir when I was a kid. Yes, I was in the Glee Club. And yes, whatever. I don't care. I'll, I admit that. I, 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 like I care what people think. So You were in the Glee Club. Yeah, in grammar school. Sure, the nuns liked my voice. So I, I would and say. And you're breaking my chops. Yes, that was and like before the, the age of reason. I was in grammar school, you know. But yeah, I mean, typically I go for Springsteen, like a Thunder Road type of a song or, or Sweet Caroline. You're, you're, you're type of favorite, uh, you know, Red Sox fan. But uh, oh, yeah, much God. better Can't singer than I am a line dancer. Not more of a singer than a line dancer. But anyway, guys, listen, we'll drop our next one Thursday night around eight. We will do Twitter questions. We'll talk about the upcoming playoffs, and then the following week we'll probably do uh, keep them or dump them, <laughs> and we'll see if we can improve this roster on our own. Also, name drop. We'll be having Carl Banks on. I will spare all of you from another ad. Um, not talking about the Giant Insider. If you guys haven't ordered it by now, I really can't help you. You know where it is. Um, but anyway, Chris, buddy. Thank you. Happy New Year to you. Happy New Year to Valerie. Yeah, Happy, Happy New, New Year to everybody. Our, all of our followers. Yeah. And remember, guys, Sundays are giant days. Take care, everyone. Take care. Happy New Year, everybody.